Hey guys, welcome to the Make It Count podcast. This week, we're talking about YNAB, four rules, money management, but not just about money management. So YNAB, for those of you who don't know, Matt got me onto this. They are a company called app. You Need a Budget. That's you Need a Budget. YNAB. Most people need a budget. Yeah, and they're primarily, well, they're all about money management and money budgeting. But with Make It Count podcast, and David, when he was introducing this podcast episode to me, was like, well, it's not just about the money aspect. There's more to life than just money. And so let's broaden it out. But before we jump into all of that, why why are we talking about sort of them in particular? What do we like about them? I think rule one is really good. That's one of the things I like. And it basically says, give every dollar a job or every pound or every whatever currency you're using, give it a job. Yep. Which is different than most budgets, I think, or budgeting ideas. I think it really gets to the the crux of don't just have a amorphous lump of money that you go, I'll just pick from that as and when I need, and that's general savings or whatever. They're very much like, no, that's a resource to be used, that's ultimately what money is. So get clear about what you want it to be for. Get it into smaller jars, as it were. That's precisely what a budget is, is it's just going, I'm helping myself to choose what do I want this to be spent on and not be unclear. Here's a big pile of money. Well, that feels like quite a lot, so I suppose I can go and buy those expensive shoes. Yeah, and so we end up easily, (coughs) if we don't do this, we end up easily rough guessing if we have enough or not yeah and we're like well i've got this pool of money i can probably do this Mm. i think the main thing i liked about it was that it's a forward focused thing yeah most people when they're quote unquote budgeting are actually just expense tracking right at the end of the month they look down and go what did i spend money on (laughs) oh okay this is how much i've got left whereas they're saying no think ahead of time and think how much money are each of these things going to cost and put the, you know, give them a job. This is going to be for the internet. This is going to be for my rent. This is going to be for my food. And then you're pulling from I love that. the order there. That shows priorities yeah. right there. Internet, internet then rent, then, then food. food. Yeah, in that order. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Uh, the books obviously came first. but uh, Yeah. yeah. Actually just gets a free pass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything before and after and any leftover. Uh, but it's it's forward focused, and so you're That's intentionally true. going, oh, this is how much money I'm going to spend on this, mm. rather than can I spend this? Yeah, I like that, and that's the foundation, really. At the end of the day, that is what you need for it to be a budget. It's just giving every job, every dollar a job, mm. giving every pound a job. Otherwise, it isn't a budget. <laughs> how can this maybe apply outside of financial matters? Well, I think it can in the sense that, and we were talking about this briefly before the podcast, just this idea of your time. Mm. How can you give your time a job every minute, every hour, like depending on how detailed you want to get? Because I think it was Cal Newport who was talking about it and he says, you know, maybe we should be spending less time in the digital world on these Mm. major platforms, whatever they are. And people often try and withdraw from them. But they don't have anything they're going to withdraw to, if that makes sense. Right. So they're just trying to, oh, I spend less than two hours on Instagram this week, uh, or sorry, two hours a day this week or whatever, you know, they're just 
spend their time. But they end up not doing that because they haven't chosen what else to do with that time. Sure. They haven't given that time another job, per sure. se. And so, actually, I think that's a really important reflection. Just, hey, how are we actually giving our... Di- well, divvying up our time for one of a better word yeah have you given your what is time your time job? budget as yeah. it were and and that's maybe a particular cultural way of looking at the world and it's not the only way of looking at the world but yeah. actually we all do still have 24 hours in a day and mm. whether we realize it or not we're choosing it to spend it in a certain way or use it in a certain way whether that's with people in community whether that is exercising whether that is three hours a day on instagram whatever it is mm. that is kind of a choice and we're thinking well the, and and this is where they both come together to me the time and the finances is when when uh, jesse from the YNAB he talks about the first thing you should do when you're thinking about budgeting is go to the value level yeah what are your values what are they and I, I think one of the best quotes that I've, I've heard is, I know what your values are. Just show me your, <laughs> how you spend your time and how you spend your money. Yeah. Like, if I see your bank statement in your calendar, I'll know what your values are. Yeah. And that will probably reveal them. But we might look at that sometimes and go, well, actually, maybe that isn't what I thought my value was. And so, but in doing this, you realize, oh, I'm going to choose differently. Sure. Or something that we... Uh, we're just talking about yesterday uh, with Dan and Susie Potty, Potter, Potty, <laughs> uh, a bit crazy, but they're not Potty. Dan and Susie Potter on the Fully Alive Revolution was this idea of living by default or by design. Mm. And I think what you were saying earlier, how most people, when they think about budgeting or try it, they're really just expense tracking. So at the end of the month, what did I do? And really what you're doing there is you're just making an accounting for how you normally live by default. Whereas if you're at the beginning of the month go, this is what I want to spend the money on and have that. That's the thing set out. I'm living by design. Exactly the same thing with the Instagram thing, for example, or the social media thing. If instead of going, oh, at the end of the week, I wish I'd spent less time on that going at the beginning of the week. Right. Well, I'm going to spend an apportioned time on that and I'm going to the the other time that I would have I'm going to spend that yeah as you said doing something else but fill that space that's very much more intentional and and as you said earlier looking forwards it's going by design rather than just defaulting to I've got a bit of empty time now before you know it phone's out and 40 minutes has passed Mm. Um, (laughs) so that's rule one Mm. and we don't worry, guys, this isn't going to be like super long. There's only four rules. <laughs> the four rules are why Rule number 52. <laughs> and just a bit of a sidebar here. One of the I, I first heard about YNAB many years ago and I quite liked them and I stuck with it. One of the things that really stood out was that they were just really clear about their founding sort of principles, which were these four rules. And just everything that they do kind of flows from those. And... For me, that just is a sign of that's a group of people that I can go, I know what they're going to do. I can trust they're going to be consistent because they're consistent to these things that they've set out. Mm. Um, So just a bit of a sidebar. But rule number two is... Embrace your true expenses. So what does that mean, David? Surely if I've budgeted, I've I've set my sort of... I've given every dollar a job... Mm. What, what, why do I need to go further? Yeah, most of us, 
embrace, well, budget or do finances monthly. But not all costs come monthly. Mm. And so, you know, you, whether it's your car that needs a, a year, an annual checkup, well, it, it's easy to forget that mm. and then get that month and go, oh, I've got to find X amount of extra money. Right. And actually, their idea is you just start budgeting for that through the year. Sure. You know, recognize that there are these less regular expenses in your life that have to happen mm. and you just start divvying that up so and he, they even said that for christmas you know how much money did you spend on christmas this year okay work it out right that's how much you divide want to spend that next by 12. year divide that by 12 and save that much every every month and then you've got your christmas fund and then you've got your christmas fund and it doesn't suddenly put this huge strain yeah. on one month you spread it out over 12 yeah and and that recognition of that Interesting. And I suppose there's also other aspects to it. So you've said a couple of maybe yearly ones, the car maintenance or whatever. But if if you own a house and you own things, for example, like your fridge or your freezer or your washing machine, undoubtedly at some point it's going to break mm. and you're going to need a new one. So if you've not budgeted for that, then you maybe pull out of your emergency fund at that point. But is it truly an emergency? Is it really unforeseen? No, it's just you don't know exactly when it's going to happen. Hopefully a long time in the future. But if you've saved up $500,000, I don't actually know how much a good new fridge costs, but if you've saved up a chunk of money in order for the inevitable day when it does die, mm. I've saved up for my true expense rather than just going, well, when it happens, as I said, I then have to come up with the money straight away. Mm. It's not a monthly thing, hopefully. It's not a yearly thing, hopefully, but it will come down the line. Yeah, your appliances will break. None of them last forever. Your tyres will need replacing on your car. None of them last forever, yeah. you know. That's not even a yearly thing. That's maybe three every five years, potentially, but it's going to come. It's yeah. going to be expensive when it comes, probably. Yeah. You know, so that, that idea of just recognising we think it's random but really if you thought about it and you yeah. foresaw how am I going to have to spend money yeah. you'd recognise oh I'm going to have to spend money on this and this is going to happen and you know whatever it is so for me I remember one of the early blog posts I read from them about this rule someone was saying oh I've been doing this for a while now and what I've noticed is my emergency fund or rainy day fund has actually had doesn't have to be massive anymore because it, it doesn't have to cover everything. It's not so the the emergency fund for many people is probably again it's just a smaller portion of what people that don't have a budget at all of the overall pile of cash. The emergency budget. Well, we'll just take a portion of that for all the things that we can't really think about right now. Mm. Well, the rule tool is going well. Think carefully and try and like think about what does that need to be portioned into. What could that look like? Mm. Uh, and be ready for the day when it event when it eventually comes. Mm. So we like that. I don't know necessarily how that would apply to life. I could speculate and go, well, we live seasonally. Mm. We might know that, hey, I'm coming into a busy tip period or every year this is a more stressful time. Oh, what does that mean I need to do to, you know, how could I maybe spread that out over a little bit longer? I mean, we talked about it with various university assignments and even procrastination. It's so easy to be like, I got this deadline in six months. I'll leave it five and a half months. Yeah, you know? exactly. And actually, that deadline doesn't have to suddenly be 
ruin three three weeks of your life or two yep. weeks of your life because it's <laughs> taken over everything. If you did half an hour a day, yeah, or twenty minutes, or even maybe fifteen minutes a day for Early six doors. months, yeah, you've probably got probably a long out. way really, ahead. Yeah, and you're just embracing a real cost and a true expense. It's spreading it out, and it saves you stress. It, it spreads it out, and probably if we live less close to the margin we could probably do that quite well yeah and one of our other episodes we talked about sleeping to crystallize the learning Mm. when it comes to something like that we do know as well that when you're thinking about something during the day your brain processes it during sleep as well Mm. so almost if you can maximize the number of sleeps where you've actively thought about something during the day you are probably maximizing the ability for your brain to kind of create and think of links that you wouldn't necessarily come up with Mm. in a three-week sprint. Mm. Um, So that's, I like that. I was thinking how potentially this um, accounting for your true expenses could also account to the idea of, well, I don't know about you, but more often than should, I don't allow enough time for a task Mm. or to put it another way I overestimate what I'm able to do in a given day or a given week Mm -hmm. Um, and so accounting for your true expenses could also be applied to this idea of really get an idea as to how long truly is that activity going to take you Mm -hmm. right Maybe this ma- this doesn't apply so much now that there's a lot more remote work and everything. But I I remember there was a an example when I was back at university, and I was saying, okay, well, if you <clears throat> if you're going to a lecture, you can account for the time of the lecture. The time is probably going to be fifty five minutes or whatever, as they classically were. So if I just account for fifty five minutes, I'm a bit scuppered because I've got to also account for I've got to get from my room in my halls to the lecture hall that involves getting ready getting my my coat and shoes on either getting my bike or waiting at the bus stop you know all of the other little activities as well so i don't know what that looks like necessarily in uh, another example but all of the auxiliary activities that lead up to and then follow on from the main thing they count as well Mm. also if I've just got a really bad idea as to what that's going to say if I think oh yeah a 10,000 word essay I should be able to do that in an hour maybe I'm not giving myself enough time (laughs) Um, so accounting truly how much can I really get done and at the beginning maybe we're just bad at it so you have to give yourself a little bit of a fudge factor I think that's how it's long it's going to take I'll apply a healthy two-timed factor on that because I'm really bad at guessing. But then, if we're intentional about it, maybe record at the end. How long did it take me? Great, Mm. that's a data point. Mm. I've now got a little bit of information. This is how long it took me last time. Will I be able to match that, maybe improve, or is that basically as good as it's ever going to get? Yeah, I mean, that's apparently one of the more common biases. (laughs) Basically, things take us longer than we think they're going to take and so yeah. probably that's one of the reasons why people feel so busy all the time probably also why in the industry i'm a, a kind of part of engineering construction many many projects that are multi-million multi-billion projects still in this day and age go way over budget and way over time because early doors people didn't really want to grapple with the reality of 
this is going to take a lot longer than you hope and it's going to cost a lot more than you hope so we run the project on the basis of oh it will cost this and it will help take this much time whilst really denying the truth of actually it's probably going to take twice as long and maybe twice as much as <laughs> shame so rule three rolling on to the next one rolling with the punches that's is rule, rule three, three. Rolling, rolling with the punches isn't it so that is the general idea of we can set out our best intention we can plan the dollar amount you know what, what the job for each dollar is and we can also account for our true expenses the ones that are irregular irregular but sometimes you actually shift that so you get to the end of the month and you look back and you do go, well, actually, I spent a bit more out of that bucket than I hoped for. And I actually spent a little bit less out of that one than I thought I would. So I adjust those and mm. I I don't have to beat myself up and go, I failed at budgeting. Let's throw it all in, pack it away because I failed. Mm. I'm a terrible person. I can't even do a budget for one month. No, again, in the same way that after I've done that essay and it turns out it took me two days rather than two hours i've got a data point mm. huh for the future that's what actually i spent last time maybe i need to account for that this time yeah and so for this is basically allowing some flexibility isn't it really yeah. that's the word for this one yes that you might have put money in this category you're allowed to move categories yeah. it's your budget it's so easy isn't it in some of these things that we suddenly become slave to our budget yeah, instead yeah. the of budget having, tells me this yeah the budget tells me i'm allowed to do this okay great like don't always change your budget no. just because you're trying to get away with it but yeah. also if you're consistently stealing money from your groceries budget for your coffee you might want to just you know but uh, basically it's going don't become safe to it and i think that's the same for when your, your calendar as well yeah like you set your calendar to a degree allow um, for there are always going to be interruptions. There's yeah. always going to be even distractions. So allow for that. Yeah. And that's partly potentially going back to what we were saying before. In the, It's so tempting to go, I'm going to be able to achieve all of this in today. Mm. And I don't know about you guys, often when I'm planning out my week or have like back to back to back to back to back, I haven't even allowed any breathing space <laughs> in between. Like, And so I've already actually cheated i've cheated reality the reality is i'm going to need to take a break i'm going to need to you know breathe in between activities so if i at the beginning allow for a bit of margin a five or ten minute break between those meetings actually i'm allowing for the reality of what will happen mm. um, one of uh, the quotes i really like i think you, you like it as well i think it's a john whitmore co- quote you can only control that of which you're aware and mm. what you're not aware of controls you. Yes. And whether you're mm-hmm. starting, maybe you go and look at why now. We'll put a link in the uh, in the description. description. Or you're thinking, how can I apply some of these rules to my life? Or you just disagree with it altogether. Whatever. The point being that in the early months of doing this, the main thing that will change is your awareness. Yes. And that's what a lot of people talk about. They, they almost laugh about it on their podcast that they do, where it's like, we don't ever tell people what they should and shouldn't spend money on. But most people, after doing this for a while, stop going out so often to eat food. Yeah. You know, because... It becomes really obvious. How much money they're spending on it. And actually... And then you get the decision. Yeah. Do we want to be spending that much money on that? And for certain, you know, sometimes you'll read a story and they'll go, actually, we were trying to save for the house renovation 
and it just wasn't fun anymore. So we actually, we stripped a few other categories away, but we increased our fun category so that whilst we were doing it, we were having fun, but we didn't spend so much on other things. And so that's, that's kind of it, that you're meant to be choosing, but the first thing that will happen is awareness, awareness Mm. of what's really going on. And that can be uncomfortable sometimes. I think that's the point. There's yeah. just like, wait, I've spent how much on this? Yeah. You know, wait, this category, I thought this was definitely how much I spent. And this month I spent triple that. Like, yeah. how did that happen? <laughs> and so, you know, for me, I I try and spend only £20 a month on books. That lasted, I did, I kept to that for three weeks. And then this three weeks, for three, three weeks, months, <laughs> three months, three months. And then this, this last month, I think I, I bought three extra books for like, maybe 15 extra pounds so yeah but i wanted to yeah they, were, they, were, they weren't on, even on my list anyway so rolling with me. the punches a little bit yeah i the way i kind of refer to my budget is it's a decision helping tool or it's a decision making tool yeah. so it gives me that information it gives me that awareness mm. for how do i want to make these decisions if i've got an amorphous lump of cash mm. It's really difficult because it's just like, well, that's quite a lot. Mm. So, yeah, I'll just get whatever I want at the time. And then we just go into reactive mode. Oh, yeah. I want it. Like, exactly what you just said. I feel like this now. Okay, great. But, like, yeah. we know that sometimes in the moment we don't make our best decisions. Yeah. Whereas when we can be maybe more sober-minded and yeah. intentional with our thinking, that allows us to live the way and so we when you're to. when you're confronted with your budget which ideally they talk about don't just set it and then forget it until the end of the month be active bring it up when you want to make a decision if you look and you go oh i don't actually have enough in that jar okay no problem are there any other jars that i can happily and will willingly with full knowledge take some from and put it in that one mm-hmm. so for example your books you had to take 15 pounds from another category you know maybe you took it from eating out Okay, great. I don't mind that. I really want these books. I'm going to do that. Yeah. It's freed you to make that decision rather than just do it and be like, I'll worry about it later. Yeah. And that that's the point, isn't it, really? These are, it's a decision helping, uh, decision making helping tool. And that's why we like it. That's why we found it useful. This is the best thing I found. Yeah. Before I had this, I was a bit like, how would I say, chaotic, ignorant, avoidance. Of, of everything financial this has helped sure. me do that and I, I looked at them like you said and the four rules just come through in everything they do we didn't talk about all four, t- four today and that's fine you can go look that up in your own time and actually check it out let us know what you think because uh, we don't necessarily make recommendations but these guys have been very helpful for us yeah and, uh, and as David said a few times before, when we've kind of bigged up something, either or whatever, we are definitely no way getting sponsored or anything by these guys. It is, as David said, it's just, in a sense, we're using them as a bit of a uh, an imagery, a, a metaphor for more than just money doing. But we also do find them helpful as a service in our lives. Yeah. So if you're interested, do take a look. Because when it comes to making an account, money is a part of making it count how you spend your money can make or break whether you make it count and and it's about values it's about decisions and it's about how we spend our money and spend our time and will one give every dollar a job at the beginning of this podcast we had a challenge basically to help name the podcast and one of the words that came up in a few suggestions was intentional Mm. 
we want to help you guys. We ourselves want to be intentional with the way that we spend our money on the things that really matter to us. So there you go, guys. Making it count for another week. And we will see you, hopefully, next week for the next episode.